Hi, this is Bill Brown of the Houston Astros. This is Sunday Strohs, a podcast brought to you each and every Sunday covering all the week's action and news. If it's Sunday, it's time for Sunday Strohs. Welcome to Sunday Strokes, another off-season episode. We're getting back on track now. We took that break, but we are back now. It's official every Sunday, Sunday Strokes. And there's some old little bits of news filtering through, some not so great, and some quite interesting. But as always, there's stuff to talk about. So what I want to do is say, hi, Rob, and how's things going over on your side? Uh, things are going pretty good. Um, my team, OU, we beat our rivals last night, Oklahoma State, uh, 41-13, quite easily. Uh, and that, that was actually, and, and I, like our another rival is the University of Texas, but the o- Oklahoma State is our biggest rival, and I don't know why it's a rivalry. We beat them 16 out of the last 18 times, including six in a row, but I'll tell you this, buddy. Last night was a crown and coke night, which meant I had to set the alarm to do the podcast with you, and I am currently on my second cup of coffee. <laughs> you mentioned rivalries there. I mean, I'm, I'm going to guess those two teams are within the state of Texas. Uh, sorry, the state of Oklahoma. Am I yes. right? Yes, sir. O- Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. It's the same thing. Comparison to here is like Manchester United, Manchester City. You know, they are literally north and south of the same city, the same city, and they absolutely hate each other. And it's historic hate. So I can kind of understand these little rivalries that you get, these kind of like interstate, I suppose they call it out here, It'd be like just intercity. But it's just, it's just there, isn't it? Even though it's the same city or the same state, it's, it's just deeply rooted. So that's the only thing I can relate to. <laughs> Yeah, Oklahoma is not as big as Texas, so they're probably less than two hours apart from each other, and uh, it's a pretty big rivalry, and the thing about it is we always beat them. We call them our little brother, but (laughs) what makes it so heated in my mind is we can't lose to them. It's horrible when you lose to them because they act like, you know, like they're the powerhouse in the rivalry just because they win once every 10 years. <laughs> so you, you can't let them have it. They, 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 they gloat too much. Like, you know, it's just, it's just hard to deal with. So really, if we're talking about Astros here, what, what, what stuck out for you this week? I mean, have you got, uh, have you got any, anything you'd like to talk about to discuss? I mean, it's not been a particularly major groundbreaking week of news, but, I'm sure you must have something you wanted to bring up. Well, the first thing that I actually wrote down, and I I believe some people in Houston are pretty happy about this, but the Sugarland Skeeters are now the Astros AAA affiliate, and it's no longer the uh, 
Round Rock Express, which is owned by the Ryans. And I know they didn't cancel their contract. I think I think they had a contract for a certain length, which goes mm-hmm. further than this year. But I think the collective bargain agreement, or there was some kind of agreement that's over that wipes that out. And and now the Astros AAA team will be 25 minutes away, which is good, right, for calling people up. Yeah. But let me ask you this. This is the question I have for you and everyone out there listening. So, like, let us know on Twitter. Is that good or bad that the team is so close and that it, it's kind of like you have AAA and MLB is the best players in the organization, and now Houston has the monopoly on them. Don't you? Don't you kind of think those players should be in another city for another city to enjoy? I think it's a really tricky one. I mean, I'll say it like this: I, I I'm not a Houston resident, but obviously I've got a, a, a real passion for Houston, and I did go to that ballpark. There wasn't a game on at the time, so I realised how local it is, and I think the positive of it is. It's a little bit, it must feel a little bit more homegrown, just that little bit more. I mean, I don't know much about skiers. I don't know, you know, what that kind of roster's like. I don't know, you know, performance levels. I don't know what they're really like. I think the only plus I would imagine is that homegrown element. It's keeping it a little bit more localised, which I know some people really love. Uh, with Round Rock, I mean, look at the players we've had from that through through the past. I mean, it's been knockout performances, so that's worrying. But I don't know whether that's just because I felt like I knew Round Rock a little bit more. You know, I, I'm not as familiar with the skaters organisation, but I think it's going to be only a time will tell sort of case. But if it was me, I'd like to think I'd be thinking, hey, this is more local. It's more, you know. Um, Local to Houston, it's built within Houston. It sounds great on paper, but I guess we won't really know until we really start seeing what they're capable of. That's that's my honest opinion. Well, I don't know if you're aware of this, buddy, but it'll be the same players. They're just being a different team. Ah. See, See, like, we have a team here in San Antonio, the Missions. They They were with... Milwaukee mm. for the last two years and before that it was the Padres for two years and I can't remember before that but they've been with the Dodgers they've been with all these different teams so I don't know how these people decide to do this you know to move from you know team to team but I don't know if this new alignment has anything to do with it being closer and I know the Astros actually own or have part ownership in the hooks. So mm-hmm. I know they're going to stay the double A team. And I, I thought I had read that by the end of the year, they will have ownership, either own it or have part ownership in the Skeeters. So it could have something to do with them wanting to have an affiliate that they actually own part of it. So it probably has mostly to do with that and the fact that it's close. But I just think it would be nice to have have a town because like the missions just barely here in San Antonio. We just barely moved up to triple A. And from mm-hmm. what I've read, because they talk about their because they're realigning the entire 
uh, minor league system. And, and there's mm-hmm. quite a bit of teams that they're going to cut out altogether that they're going to have to be independent yeah. teams. But, uh, I mean, the missions, because of realignment, they may go back down to double A. So I don't know. See, this is the thing. I, I will say it like this. It's something where I've only really ever kept my eye on. If we're talking about minor leagues, to be honest, the ones that are linked to the Astros organization, and I know they've, they've made some harsh realignments and there's, there's a lot of devastation being caused there, but I don't fully understand it, if you see what I mean, because I, I'm yeah. not someone who really follows the minor leagues. I've got to be blunt. I like to say I will only follow... Because you don't, you know, you've got to keep your eye on the prospects and word of mouth, and that's when I'll look at our affiliates. But outside of that, I've got to be honest, I don't really know much outside of the three that we've got there. So it's it's one of those. It's hard to keep up with itself, Major League. So yeah, it's I, I I think that like the nine years before that, the Astros AAA. I don't know if it was nine years, but before that, it was Fresno. And then before that, I think it was Oklahoma City. Because I remember when I'd go really? visit my parents, I would go watch games. Because oh, wow. it was the Oklahoma City Redhawks, who are now the Dodgers. Now they're the Oklahoma City Dodgers. So I don't know. Let us know, guys, on Twitter. Do you think it's good or bad? I know a lot of you that live in Houston are happy that you can go watch your AAA guys. But is it fair to other teams? Shouldn't other cities have good baseball, too? I don't know. So you want to move? Here's another thing I got, buddy. If you want to move to this, the Hall of Fame voting. You you know you've seen if you follow any sports writers on Twitter, they're all releasing their ballots. And uh, Billy Wagner, the Astros' greatest hope, is his sixth year on the ballot, and he's at thirty-one point seven percent. And they need seventy-five percent, and I believe. They have to vote by the end of the year, and we'll find out January 26th. I don't imagine him jumping all the way up to 75%. I know no. Berkman was on no. the ballot last year, like for the first time, and he didn't even make enough to stay on there, which I, that's hard to believe. Uh, former Astros, you got Schilling at 70, Clemens at 60, and Barry Bonds isn't a former Astro, but he's at 60, and this is their ninth year. So I don't know if the the sports writers are making them wait till year ten to make them sweat it out, but we'll see if they get in. What I always love on the back of that as well is, I mean, as a as a fan is you get um, the Cooperstown link up with um, Mitchell and Ness and all these great labels, and they do a reproduction of the actual jersey. And I've got one or two myself, and I think that that's the thing I always buzz about. Because if it is someone that is actually you're fond of, who actually wins it, gets into the fame, you actually then can get a chance to own a little bit of a replica of it. And I always really enjoy that. It's not these kind of cheap ones that they give out, you know, like kind of free. It's like really well made, you know. <laughs> um, so there's always that bonus. I know it's a little bit of a silly thing, but I think if you're a fan of the player that does get to that Hall of Fame stage and get it, it's quite nice because they always honour them with a little replica as well. I think it's always quite cool. But I don't think you'll get it. But, God, I mean, so when do the actual final votes come in? I mean, when does the result come out? January 26th, we'll find out. See, but Billy Wagner, the year before that, he was at 16. So he doubled it. 
So maybe he'll be in the forties, and then he'll have three years left. I mean, I think maybe he yeah. can. Post, and 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 I know I'm not sure exactly sure how it works, but even if you don't make it, I think the players, like the the guys that are, I think it's the people, either the players now or players throughout history, they can actually vote you in too. I know, I know someone got voted in last year. Or the year before, and it was kind of controversial. I think it was. Uh, I can see it. I can see his face. He played for the White Sox. I don't know if it was Harold Baines, someone like that. But somebody got somebody got yeah. voted in by the players. Yeah. See, that's interesting. I didn't know that until now. That's an interesting point, isn't it? Yeah. See, you learn a lot of stuff coming on here with me, buddy. <laughs> so. What I wanted to say was linking on to the whole uh, Skeeter's Round Rock connection as well back there is we've lost Reed Ryan as the president of the Astros. I mean, I, I don't know what you think about that, but to me, you know, it, I I was lucky enough that, that when I went on my visit, I saw him one day kind of wandering around. And these, these are all the famous stories you'll hear of people that he was a real part of the organization. You know, you'd see him continually wandering around. He had no problem signing stuff, you know, having photographs. Like he really was involved in it, not just sat in his ivory tower and sat behind his desk, kind of just, you know, watching the, the world go by. You know, he was a real part of the community and he was part of the ballpark and the organization. You know, he, he brought a face to it, I feel. And I know he came along in 2013, and you know, and he's 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 gone now. He's moving on. But I must say, when I was there, I, I he had all the time in the world for me. And I'm not I'm not Mr. Big Shot. I'm just a guy. I'm just a fan. And he had all the time in the world. He was talking about London. He was talking about England. Like he loved it. It was almost like I had to get rid of him. You know, he, <laughs> he was giving me all the time in the world. And that, I'm just a guy just wandering around. But not only did that make me feel special, and then reading online thousands of other people that he's made feel special and he's chatted to, and he's, he's just a normal, down-to-earth, a true gentleman. And I think that's the sad part about it. He's obviously affected quite a lot of people in the best possible way. And to have him as our president, I think, was just an amazing thing. You know, it's like I say, people make a big impact on you. And... He just seemed to have a time for his fans, for his people, for any anyone connected with the Astros that was willing to be a part of it. And I don't know. It's like Jim Crane just keeps getting slack upon slack thrown at him. And this has done it for me. It's like I was kind of like in the balance with Jim Crane, but now I'm more like I'm not so sure on this one. But I think people are forgetting that, you know, I think it was around November last year you had – Nolan Ryan mysteriously disappearing with a text from the organization that was never really explained. It was just, you know, I'm out. That was all a bit mysterious. And then Jim Crane brings in his son and then demotes Reed Ryan to executive advisor of business, which, you know, a bit of a kick in the teeth. And then we get another season. Um, I think it's hard because you end up reading between the lines and you think, you know, is this is is this revolving around potentially the scandal as well? We don't know, but I think it's I think it's an interesting topic of conversation alone. I just think we're losing more and more of the kind of key players 
that built that up or the people that, you know, built the organisation up to its better elements. Um, now we're losing those. And I know we're going through a, re a rebuild anyway. We've got click and so on. But it does worry me a little bit when you start losing guys like that because he was, a, to me, just a, a great part of the organisation and it's going to be interesting to see where he goes next. But it, I think it is a bit of a tragic loss, to be honest. So when the Reed Ryan thing came out, right, he, he got demoted or, or, or lateral move that Jim Crane tried to call it. And whatever he did, you know, he, he moved him to a different job. And like you say, I kind of forgot about that, that he brought up his son. But you're, you're making memories come up. Because I actually did a podcast about this. I had to dive into it. Uh, but Nolan Ryan, like you said, he wouldn't say. He said, I'm just leaving and I'm going to leave it at that. I mean, Nolan Ryan is a good guy. He's not going to talk bad about anybody. He's not going to, you know, divulge any inside information. He said, hey, I'm leaving. And yeah. I know it had something to do with his son, you know, not being the president. And I, I think, you know, these two guys owning the uh, Round Rock Express was probably another reason yep. that they're not there. Yeah. But the thing is this. Um, in the, in major league baseball, it's considered a business, right? It's, it's, we, we look at it as a team, but each team is its own business and it's sort of like a family business, right? So Jim Crane is the owner, but it's actually a rule for major league baseball teams that you have to have a plan for someone to take over for you if you die. Kind of like how the guy took over uh, in New York. Steinbrenner's son took over. But Jim Crane, according to the rules, he, I mean, I guess he didn't have to be president, you know, but mm. he, he, by rule, has to get his son ready to take over the team. You know, he can't just say, hey, son, I know you have nothing to do with baseball, but, you know, here's your <laughs> team. But it's, ac it's actually a rule. It's actually a rule, so that that's the reason the final conclusion uh, that I came up with. And you mm. talk about Jim Crane. I don't know if you listened to the final episode of The Edge with Ben Ryder. I don't know if you've been listening to that, but it 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 seems like Jim Crane and all of the cheating scandal. I know the players did it and all that, but as far as the you know Luno getting fired and all this stuff. Uh, Jim Crane seems to be the bad guy. If you listen to that last episode, so I haven't listened to that last one, but I mean, I know I just feel like now it's like the the. I mean, obviously, I need to listen to that, but I think further down the line, it is kind of looking really shady on his part. Now, I think at first, obviously, we were unsure the murky waters of it all, but you're thinking, I think. For me personally, as I say, I, I remember the inklings of it in November last year, and I just feel that's the cherry on the cake. I don't feel that. I just feel like it's just the rot seems to be going on and on a little bit in the in the back corridors, and I think now we are losing people. That I suppose the the theory is sooner or later we'll get to somebody you really care about, you know. And I think he's, he's a loss. I really do believe that. I mean, 
I really do. And I think a lot of fans feel the same way. But I wish him the best of luck. I just wonder, you know, what it what is what is next season going to look like and what's the organisation going to fully look like once we've settled? It's going to be interesting. It really is. Yeah, hopefully sometime soon we get a little free agent action so we could talk about that on the podcast. But, you know, so far, Springer's still out there. I've seen them linked to the Mets and the Blue Jays. That's the only two that I've seen them linked to. And... I'm I'm still seeing Jackie Bradley Jr. and I've seen Osuna, yeah. Marcelo Zuna, yeah. so far as two people. Uh, you know, in ours, in our roster, I know. I remember Nick Tanalu went to San Diego. I think we talked about that last week. I'm not sure. Yeah, but we did. but yeah. Jack Mayfield, you know, the, these guys have been in the minor leagues so long that they have to be added to the 40 man roster eventually, or we got to you know, put them on waivers, but Jack Mayfield was on waivers and he got picked up by the Braves. So hopefully yeah. there's somewhere for him, you know, to make the roster. And then Rogelio yeah. Armonteros, the pitcher for the Astros, who I think he either had Tommy John surgery last year or he was suspended for something else. Like, I'm not sure why he wasn't here. I can't remember, but the Diamondbacks picked him up. So there's two more guys, yeah. Yeah. two more players playing somewhere else that we can watch and root for, you know? Yeah, I like to look at it like that, Rob. That's a really good point to make because I've said this before, but, I mean, you know, the the Braves are always a a secondary team. I've always enjoyed the Braves. So, hopefully, we do see Jack Merrill fit in there. And I think, like say, it's perfectly put. It's a good way to just, you know, root some guys you feel an affinity with. And, yeah, it's all changing around. I mean... I know something you mentioned last week that we can definitely go into more in depth with now is we have Forrest Whitley now confirmed. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, he got added to the 40-man roster, and that leads us into the Sunday Strohs poll. That's what the Sunday Strohs poll is about. You know, we were pretty good about posting these things, and then I'm sitting here at 7 o'clock in the evening on Saturday. I'm like, oh, God, we don't even have a poll yet. Uh, but we, we, we did end up getting about 70 votes, which, you know, it, I guess if you have 300 votes, the percentage would probably be the same. But, mm-hmm. but the question was, will Forrest Whitley make an impact? Because he's on the 40-man roster. They had to put him on there. They had to let him go, just like these other guys, or they had to make him available to other teams. And somebody would have picked him up, right? And yeah. so the question is, Because if they need, he may not make the 25-man roster, but whenever they need to to bring someone up, that's who they get, someone from the 40-man roster. And 65, so so it was, will Forrest Whitley finally make an impact in 2021? I thought he was going to make an impact in 2019, you know, but he never did. So 65% said yes and 35% said no. What do you think, buddy? I'm going to kind of link it back to kind of the conversation we had in the last episode, which is I would I would say no as well, and that's only because I base it upon this season's performance without really seeing him. Let's be honest. The, and I don't really I don't know enough about him. I know it was he was sourced by Jeff Lundo. I know he's a San Antonio native. I know he's played for the Hawks, the Woodpeckers, Round Rock. 
MLB Pipeline had him pegged as the best position player. Apparently, he's only thrown eight to six innings. Um, 2018, he had that drug suspension, which doesn't look great. Um, 2019, we've got a glimmer, but the injuries came along. And then 2020, he confirmed he wasn't ready to physically compete. That's all I really know about him. But if you look at that, it's so sporadic. His numbers are really sporadic as well. So you end up looking at it and thinking, I think if we jumped on it when it was all ready to go, all cylinders going, we'd amped up the, you know, the, the link to that, then it'd be, hell yeah, definitely going to make a difference. But I just see too much up and down, and there's no, you know, there's nothing that, that really yells in my face that it's going to make an impact. And I'm just looking at what we've seen this season. You know, people can complain or, or say how amazing we did. It's, it's, it doesn't really matter. We did, we did great. We got far. It's really hard to tell is what I'm boiling it down to. It's really difficult. But I'd have to go with no, just because I don't see the... I don't see the consistent element there, really. I would say no, too. I mean, there's nothing that he's done so far to, to show us that he is going to make an impact. I mean, mm-hmm. the only reason he's on the 40-man roster is because they don't want to lose him. And yeah. one, thing, one thing I think about is this. Like, what kind of trades did the Astros try to make that the other teams wanted Whitley I know they wanted Tucker, but I'm glad they never let him go. But, like, mm. like, who did we lose as far as trades? And who did we not protect from the 40-man uh, or from the Rule 5 draft that we lost? Are we going to end up losing somebody that's going to, you know, make an impact somewhere else just to have this guy, you know, sit on the yeah. roster and do nothing? Yeah, yeah. Now, that's a good point. Exactly. I don't know. I just, I think there's a lot of, we've, we've heard his name dropped, but we've not seen him. So I, I think that, the, the, I hate to use this word, but I think the novelty sort of wears off after a while. You kind of think, well, there's no certainties. I mean, look, we'll wait and see, but uh, it's just a bit of a no from, from me. I mean, I, so did yes win in that poll? Am I, am I right? Yeah, 65%. You know, the uh, like in spring training last year before COVID hit, Strom said that he was pitching as good as he's ever seen him. And maybe it was just because of COVID shorted season. Maybe they just didn't want to burn him. Maybe they didn't want to use his years up. Maybe they wanted to manipulate him. Maybe that was why. I don't know. But, I mean, he's the number one prospect, and there's like 10 guys on the roster pitching for us last year, making huge impacts. Exactly. And I had never even heard of half of them. You know exactly. what I'm saying? And this guy yeah. is supposed to be the next Garrett Cole. I remember uh, you said he had the hairdo and everything. Uh, uh, but <laughs> but you, are you familiar with Dean Cook on Twitter? I am, yeah. He's, he's from England. Yeah, he's texted us before a few times, yeah. He said, anything less than a Rookie of the Year nominee and people will criticize him. Do you agree with that? I do. I read, to be honest with you, I did, I did read that this morning. I thought, you know, yeah, he's got a point. He's got a valid point. He's had valid input before. I would agree with that, yeah. All right. So that's all I have, buddy, if you're ready to move to fair or foul. 
I think we shall. Let's move to Fair or Foul. Get ready. It's time for Fair or Foul. It is time for Fair or Foul. I know the intro just said that. I'm sorry about that. But uh, I had a note here that I wanted to tell everybody, like a, uh, what do you call it, guy, when they, like you're, like you're giving nice information to somebody, a public service announcement? Yeah, maybe like that. And, <laughs> and, and so Stevie had five fair fouls, but we took one off and replaced it with this, even though he doesn't know what it is yet. But I'm just telling you this as fans, and this is going to be a fair foul, okay? Okay. So, so Nike makes the... The jerseys for Major League Baseball now, right? Mm-hmm. And previous years, it was majestic. Mm-hmm. So if you go online to buy jerseys, I guess they are trying to liquidate the old majestic jerseys, you know? Mm-hmm. And so if you would like an Astros jersey with nothing on the back, like no Springer number four or whatever, they're $29. Like the the replica jerseys that you buy for a hundred and something, they're regularly ninety nine dollars, and they're twenty nine dollars on Fanatics and other places, and so that turned into a fair foul. Is uh, jerseys like wearing jerseys with nothing on the back? What do you think about that? I have the the first jersey I ever had never had uh, a name on the back. And that's because the extortionate amount that they cost, but then you have to pay shipping, you have to pay tax. I was like, I just want to represent the Astros. I'll get one, nameless on the back. And it was, it was an extortionate amount of money. So I've got to go with Bear because, sorry, y'all, you know, some of us aren't rich. Some of us can't afford, you know, that, that extra 50, 60, $70 to get, a number stitched or a name so the way that we do it is like you know you'll probably will get a blank to start with because it's just a way to represent y- your team or your city so i'm just going to say fair you know i mean i have many now with names and numbers on but i think as an initial point i think it's fair okay let me ask you this you're 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 at the uh, you're at minute maid park there's a there this is a good way for you to answer this the way the way i'm intending it for for 110 dollars you have a jersey over here with Mm -hmm. with yuli guriel and number 10 on the back and for 10 dollars less you have one with nothing on the back which one are you going to pick well here's the thing if you base it upon minute made part prices i'd say I'm going to go with the with with the number and the name, of course, straight away. I'm going to say, <laughs> you know, that's a foul. But if I'm talking about it online, getting shit to England, there's no question. You 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 start the base price, and it's just miles cheaper. It's so cheap. It's like half price, you know. Even when it was made by Majestic, so it's a tricky one. I'd say if it was at Minute Maid Park. Why do you think I bought so many jerseys when I was at Minute Maid Park? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was so much more affordable, you know. But I think if you're just basing it upon online, uh, I'd say, you know, fair. But if I'm going for, like, you know, 
minute made, I'd say like, oh, you know, pay the extra $10, $15, of course. You've got a name and a number on the back. So I say foul. I don't really like them. I think they look plain. They just don't look right to me. I really, I just, I don't like them at all. I think you need something on the back. So I say foul. <laughs> That's because you're lucky enough to be over there. No import or anything. <laughs> well, it doesn't really mean you have to buy them. I'm just saying... You could yeah, even say it. You could even say if I was going to send you one for free, would you want one something with something on the back? Or, I mean, who wouldn't want something on the back? It looks more like a jersey. It does, and it's. I tell you this: the first jersey I ever got was out to you, twenty-seven, and I've said this before. There was an MLB poll put out, and it made me feel like a god. It was like num name, number, you know, everything on the back. You know, that's my guy, Altuve. So there's that element to it as well. It just feels amazing. It just does. It's pride. That name and number is, is absolute pride. It is. It does give you a lift. There's no two ways about it. So hey, we've, you're got up. Another, we've got another four. So this is kind of, I, I might as well do this one first because I don't know whether they did it years ago but they trialed it again last season. And I want to know what you think. Fair or foul, sleeveless jerseys? I think in some ways the look is pretty cool in a way. But uh, let's, let's base it on the Astros. If they, if they said, hey, would you, do you think the Astros should come out with sleeveless jerseys? I would say foul. I wouldn't buy one. I wouldn't want it. <laughs> I mean, why buy a jersey and I'm going to have to have a perfectly, you know, <laughs> like dark, like navy blue shirt that can't be faded. It has to perfectly match. I wouldn't want it. <laughs> I know that the All-Star Game jerseys, they're still online, like maybe from the last yeah. year or the year before. They're, they're sleeveless, and I would never think about buying them unless I had big muscles. Well, this is why I thought I'd ask it, because for me it's a foul as well, and that's because I noticed it cropping up, you know, I noticed it with the All-Stars, I think I think most teams did it, as far as I'm aware, the Astros luckily didn't, but it's a foul, I mean, I'm sure if you look a billion dollars and, you know, you'll, you've built like Schwarzenegger, I'm sure you won't have a problem wearing one, but it's, like you say, if you fit in, you know, if you're a bit insecure, you're going to have to then wear something with sleeves. It just seems a kind of long way around it, doesn't it? But, I mean, you know, I know they trialed it, and that's where the question came from, because I was kind of like, I wouldn't buy it. But, I, know, I know the Reds and the Rockies, they did. Yeah. But let me ask you this. This could be a whole new fair or foul. If, if the Astros, let's say the, the Astros did have them, the sleeveless shirts, then we would have a whole new can of worms to open up. You'd go to the game and and people would yeah. wear them without shirts under them, show off their arms, and, <laughs> and that'd be a whole new question. Like, should you wear these sleeveless ones without a shirt under it? Well, let's wait and see, Rob. Let's see if they come out with it next season. And it'll give it. We'll have fair, five fair fouls alone about it because obviously <laughs> we're known to be the fashion police as well. So Dude, we'll we've, we, we've got two fashion police kind of so far. These, we've, the first two have been about jerseys. I'm pretty happy about that. I love telling people what to wear. Well, the next one, 
is a little bit more linked to kind of what we talked about earlier on, which is kind of, we've kind of already answered it, but hell, let's just say it again. So fair or foul, Skeeters as a affiliate of the Astros. Fair or foul? I say, see, that's tough. That's a really tough question. And I'm sorry to, that I said that earlier because we kind of answered it already, like you said. But did I answer it? If I do answer it, see, I think it's good for other teams to be able to to have baseball, some high-level baseball, and all the good players are now going to be in the Houston area. Mm. But as, a, as an Astros, from the Astros standpoint, to have your AAA guys 25 miles or 25 minutes down the road for mm. call-ups due to injuries or whatever – I'm going to say fair, just, you know, if I'm the owner of the team, do I want my, you know, the guys that I'm going to call up right here next to me so they don't have to fly, you know, and they can be here right away? Yes, I, I say fair. I'd say fair for the same reasons. I mean, we we, we talked about it earlier on, I realized that. But, yeah, it's pretty much the same answers. Um, it's going to be interesting. I mean, like, you know, I'm thinking just like, because, like I say, I visited the ballpark when I went there. There's no games on, but it's nice to see it anyway. Uh, it's a nice area and whatever. But I was just like, you know, it's good for the future because I think it just, you know, it just keeps it all a little bit more localised. And I know, like you say, some people aren't going to be happy about that. But I think it's it's nice. I think it keeps it a little bit more localised. But, yeah, so it's a fair. I just wonder what the weather's going to be like because the, <laughs> yeah. the Astros have a roof. Because of the weather, yeah. because of the the heat and the humidity, and yeah. these skeeter guys, they are going to. You know what, buddy? I just thought of it when I said skeeters. Somebody said on Twitter that skeeters rhymes with cheaters. So get ready to hear that next year. Oh gosh! Oh dear! I but anyway, think about that. yeah. Go anyway. ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't. That, let's just let's shy away from that. Uh, moving on, anyway. So, <laughs> so this next one is is uh, something again that uh, yeah, it's uh, I noticed it first time I ever noticed it as it's part of the All Star Games, but it's kind of filtered into other areas now. Fair or foul, players mic'd up in the outfield. Fair. That's awesome. Uh, I can't remember what game it was, but uh, there was some guy in the outfield, and I, I think it was someone for the Rays, you know, and he was like, okay, this guy's going to hit the ball to the shortstop. Or the, and he, call, he was calling plays. Like, he knew it was going to happen. But I think it's cool. Oh. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. It's a re the reason I asked it is because I'd say – I loved it when I first came across it. I would say, like, fair. The first time I ever came across it was the All-Star Games. And it was something a bit different, and it was unique, and it was, like, all part of the celebration, you know. It's a little bit more laid back, the whole All-Star affair. And I loved it. But when I started seeing it in kind of, like, postseason and the odd random game, I know it sounds really bizarre, but it almost, like, you know what they're doing out there as a viewer, or you, you hope that you do. But mm -hmm. there was an element of mysticism <laughs> took away because, like you mentioned, then it is kind of cool to hear it. But at the same time, you're like, 
I, what I love sometimes is wondering what's going on, you know, through their heads, maybe what they're talking about. Like, it just adds an element of, of a little bit of mysticism about it. I mean, it's quite good because they keep it kind of limited. They don't have it on every game. So it's kind of a hard one to answer. I suppose that's why I put it out there. It's like, I'm kind of split on the decision. But uh, as it stands, I'd say fair, but I wouldn't want it every game. That would be a total foul. You know, I like the, the speciality of it. What would me. you say? What would you say? About micing players up and they don't know. Like you had a microphone so small they didn't even know it was on them. Just to See, be, no, because I, these guys yeah. know that it's on yeah. them. Yeah. Wouldn't you? I would just. Exactly. I, I would love it if there was yeah. a microphone on first base so you could hear the conversations oh. between you know when someone's on first base the conversation between them and Yuli or whatever and then especially the conversations that it looks like. Altuve has on second Altuve and Correa with the players especially the people you know that know Spanish like them that would be amazing to hear those conversations see now that is exactly it in a nutshell it's like I don't like the the, 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 the element they know it It almost feels scripted it almost feels like you know th they will be aware of it some players some players won't care but that would be a great idea now we got a little taste of that with the current season that we've had because there was no crowd. Um, we were in hysterics as a fan base, all the things we were hearing, you know, Dusty Baker's infamous moment, the mm -hmm. players. Like, that was cool. But again, like you say, it's the element of they didn't know and they didn't care. So that's great. You know, the mics just picked that up completely natural. That I don't mind. But I think my biggest element is... Is that it's they know they've got it on. If there was a way of doing it, you know, covertly, stealthily, that would be awesome. That I would love. I would hey, love what, that. Let me ask you this, buddy. Do do you like do you not like it because they do it during the game? Would you prefer if they mic the guy up and then say, Okay, this guy was mic'd up in this game and here's some of the conversations we had with him? Would you prefer it to be done that way? See, they've done it like that before in the in some of the All Star games, and maybe that's why I liked it. That's an element I didn't mind because it'd be, hey, here's what we captured, and they they replay it. You know, they did it on the All Star games a couple of a couple of times. That I don't mind. I guess it kind of there is an element, definitely an element of it in the outfield where it's live, and yeah, I don't know. We're just. Just takes a little bit of the magic away, but like say maybe if they replay it, that's not so bad. You it's know what a good I question? I think, I think it's know a good what, question. You know what I found myself? Uh, I always call it googling when you're looking for something. But I was on uh, YouTube and I was searching for uh, uh, videos of managers and umpires arguing. I find that so fascinating oh. to watch them argue the things that they say. Oh, they are! They are! They are amazing. I love <laughs> it. Like I, I've shown guys that in work because they're like. What you know, like you know, baseball's this and it's that, and it's boring, and all the other stuff that people genuinely, you know, associate with baseball. I'm like, ah, uh, but watch this ten-minute compilation of players arguing with players. Yeah. <laughs> By the end of it, they're like, "When's the next game on?" <laughs> you know, it's like it doesn't happen every game. That's the beauty of it. It's total like you know roulette wheel. But I totally agree. That's why I think it's actually a really good question because. It, there's so many roads you can lead it down. It's it's not a simple question, but I do love 
that kind of, you know, just unedited, like, who knows what they're going to say? Because they don't know. You know, it's it's great. Mm. I just think the scripted element somehow needs removing a little bit. But anyway, we could talk about that forever. I've got this <laughs> one last one. Now, it is a question that I realise you might not be 100% familiar with because you're not from England, but I'd still think you could have some interesting input on it because I want to see your unbiased view of it. Now, no. NFL is massive in England. It's huge. You know, it's, it's, it's huge out here. So my question is, fair or foul, as an American, do you ever think MLB will be as big as NFL in the United Kingdom? No. I, I think the thing that makes NFL such a big thing is uh, that they only play one game a week. I, I don't know what it is, but, I mean, college, college football is a really big thing. So before these guys even make, you know, the NFL, you, you, we already know who they are. But nobody, mm. knows, nobody knows college baseball players. Nope, I don't know any of them. Like, and so mm. maybe that has something to do with it. But I don't know why the NFL is so big over there. I don't know if it's because they're, they pushed it. It's been, they've been watching it over there for a long time or what? Oh, a long time, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. And the reason why it's a good question is because obviously you, you can be completely unbiased about it. You can only do what you've seen and what you know, you know, linking it over there but they they did do that series with MLB in London last year I I found it really disastrous I didn't enjoy it I thought the prices were way too high like the tickets and everything and that's because I'm a fan of baseball and I've been for many many years so I understood why it didn't quite work or why the prices system was bad they were due to have one this year as well um, but obviously COVID overtook that I think you've hit the nail on the head, though, because NFL, it's, it, I, I just think it's been pushed heavily. And somebody once said this to me, and I think it, it's kind of a little bit of a reflection upon America as well, is NFL is more intense, it's more in your face, it's more aggressive, uh, you know, everything feels a bit shorter and a bit more explosive, you know. I think it, what MLB suffers from or baseball suffers from it can suffer from the same in America as well, it would seem, is people find it boring before they've even really tried it, you know, before they've even kind of give it a go. And I think that's why they've tried in England, but I think it's just so alien to us. You know, there's nothing to relate it to. Uh, people often say cricket, but it's not. It's so different. Yeah. Whereas I think with, 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 with NFL, it's just such a big part of American pop culture, this, the element of, you know, it's, it's got that kind of, just it's just sheer, it always just seems explosive and aggressive. I mean, I've tried NFL. I, I've, I've dabbled in a couple of games, but I'm, I'm just not really a fan. I don't mind college football, but I can't really get into it. But a lot of my friends over here love NFL. But if you put on a, a baseball game, they, they just start talking over it like five minutes into it. They just don't have the the attention span for it. So I say I say foul. I wish it would be, but because I get asked this question a lot online, do you think it ever will be? And I'm like, I just don't. 
I'd love for it to happen, but I just don't think it's ever going to happen. Yeah, I don't know if it's... I, I really... Like, you were talking about the prices being high. Could you imagine having to buy tickets seven games in a row? I mean, because the mm. tickets are about the same. I mean, like, here, if you... I was thinking about going to a game, and it was 80 to to $100, and Astros tickets, you mm. can buy some for 30 if you want to sit up top, but... I don't know. It's it's more expensive to go to NFL games, but there's only one game. And yeah. they play 16 games, and you only got to go to eight of them at home. And yeah. if you look, you, you talked about pop culture. You know, the, the if you look at commercials here in America, the, there's a ton of NFL players that do commercials, mm-hmm. and there's a ton of shows, uh, you know, NFL talk shows and all that. It's just a bigger deal. I mean, America... Uh, baseball is America's pastime, but it's really, I mean, that's just a name now. I mean, NFL is, football's big here. It's really big. It is huge. I mean, you just mentioned something then. I mean, the, the thing that really shocked me was um, you put on Sky Sports. I mean, it's, it's different in England, obviously. We have our, our completely separate sports and channels. And when you see NFL players on British television, that's mind-blowing to me. You know, like, you would never get that with a baseball player. It's just, it's just never going to happen. And I think that's something I noticed in the last two years. I was kind of like, wow, this really is like a thing now. You know, we have like channels that, that show it or highlights or replays. It's just really, really embedded now. And it's, I think it's a great thing. It's a great thing for American sport. It's just a little bit of my back of my mind where wishful thinking, I'd love baseball to have the same effect, but... If I really put my hand on my heart, I doubt it ever will. I just thought it'd be interesting to get your view on it, seeing as you're over there in, in yeah. the beautiful uh, United States. But, yeah, I, I think <laughs> foul as well. You know, it takes a different kind of fan to be a baseball fan in a way. Because, you know, baseball, in a way, to the average person is boring. But I, I, I find a game that's zero to zero you know, with great pitching is, is very exciting to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I don't get to watch every game because of my job. But if the games were on every evening at 7, and I got home from work at 6 every day, I would watch every game. I would not miss one game, and <laughs> I would never be bored. But, yeah. you know, like, a lot of people, there's even people, you know, that are – I don't know if you would call them diehard, but there's people that really love the Astros, but they're not going to watch 160 mm. games on TV. You know, it's just, it's just too much. But mm. if you're a fan of the NFL, you only have to give them one day a week. And I think that's, I think that's what people like about it, besides the violence. It's a very good point, though, because it's so manageable, that, isn't it? I mean, can you imagine if you had 16 games of the Astros? Wow. I mean, I'd hate it. It'd be over within a flash, but I'd be like, that's doable. It's a good point. It's a good comparison of the sports because that's manageable, isn't it? Sixteen's nothing. When you yeah. when you put your baseball head on, you're like, sixteen, that's nothing. Yeah, um, my wife, but anyway, my wife really my wife really loved the Cowboys. And so hmm. our when we would make plans on Sunday, it would be around the Cowboys. You know, whether it was like, okay, we're going to go to my sister's at three because the, you know, Dallas plays at three. Uh, We're going to have breakfast at home because they play at 12. 
or we can go do, you know, she really liked watching them, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we actually made plans on Sundays around, around Cowboys games. So there you go. That just shows, doesn't it, how deeply ingrained it is in, in American culture. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's the same with, with British football or soccer, as it's known out there. So it's, it's totally relatable. But it's, uh, there we go. There's my fair of fouls. Uh, that's kind of all I've really got on this week, Rob. But as always, Hey, let me just, tell you this, buddy. Let me tell you this. Be, be, let me right, tell you this. Be, before you say bye to everybody, <laughs> I don't know what your fifth one was, but you saved one for next week because we used the, the jerseys. But yeah. I'm going to give you a score of an A+. Those were some awesome fair fouls, and I appreciate you coming up with those. Thanks very much, Rob. It's my pleasure. I mean, it's, it's only took me all week to think of them. <laughs> <laughs> No, they I were good. They were really good. They were really good. I think they're just questions like I say, I, I, I particularly with that last one, I, I like to get that British UK, you know, thing with the with the American side. And I think it's really good, you know, to have a good debate like that, comparing the two as well. It's just an example, but there's just questions that I think I always have on my mind, but I'm thinking, can we really talk about those in a show? But as we've just demonstrated. I could have 20 minutes, 30 minutes on what, on any one of those fair fouls because they're not they're not a straight cut answer, but that's I what we the, do on the show. I think the fair foul, I think I think we started at the 30 minute mark, 33 minute mark. We're at 53, so we've we've talked fair foul for 20 minutes. It could be the whole. It could be the whole episode. <laughs> you know what? The thing is, I'll say this again. Uh, it's always a pleasure, but I'll say this. I, I know you all out there love fair and foul, and we love doing it as well. And it can be hard to come up with them, but, you know, it, they're always good talking points. So I always say, hey, you know, if 70% of the show is fair and foul, so be it, because we love it and we know you all out there love it as well. So that's the main thing. Thanks for listening. And actually, hopefully you're there shouting fair and foul, listening over there as well. Yeah, hopefully y'all are still with us here at the 54-minute mark. <laughs> well, on that note, Rob, uh, you know what to say? It's... Hola, ¿qué tal? Recuerda que hoy es domingo y es tiempo de Sunday Strolls.